It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard. I am your host, as well as one of the certified financial planners on the show, along with my colleague, Kevin Corhorn, and special guest, Ryan Fair. Yep. We're in the fourth quarter, and it's time to ensure that you're employing the right tax strategies for 2017. You want to finish strong. And you don't want to end up paying more tax than you should, mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss the tax planning opportunities. Some of those opportunities are done twelve thirty one, and some go until four fifteen. Some go to your tax filing deadline. So we are joined by a very special guest, our very own CPA Ryan Fair, and mm-hmm. he's going to help us talk tax strategy. He's going to help us talk the tax Trump plan. And a whole lot more packed into Ta- this hour. <laughs> tax Trump. <laughs> Say again, over. The tax Trump plan. I like it. I like it. There you go. The, yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Trump tax plan. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. I've heard of that one. All yeah. right, folks. As always, this is your show. We want to hear from you. There's always, always lots of questions uh, surrounding taxes. I tell you, if we have time, we're going to hit a couple at the end of the program, although we've got a lot to talk about. So submit a question. You can do so in a couple ways. Give us a call. Send us a text. 574-222-2000. Reach us online, revamped website, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right, as well as catch up on previous episodes. Speaking of catching up on episodes, you can watch us right now on YouTube or catch uh, things on Facebook and Twitter. All of that are at Wise Money Radio. Thanks for joining us. So are you going to win? Are you going to lose? Are you going to break even on this GOP tax plan? We're going to talk about that coming up, but we're going to first hit some tax strategies. Before we do, Ryan, introduce yourself to everyone listening. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. It's been it's been a while since I've been on the show, so thanks for having me, guys. Um, so what do people need to know about me? Uh not much has changed since the last time I, I was on. Still married, same wife, Elin. Okay. Uh, we're going good. on a, a bunch of years now. <laughs> and uh, still have two amazing little girls most of the time. And Jenna's doing great in first grade right now. And Reese is actually in her first year of preschool. So she's big she's time. learning lots. And uh, I think her big sister has really helped her out, learn, learn a lot. It's pretty amazing what they know at this age already. So, okay. so yeah, I've been at KFG for 16 years already, uh, which on. is crazy. I, yeah, it, it's been a while. So, and stuff that I enjoy doing outside of work and outside of the family is, as I've mentioned before, I'm still an avid collector of old gas station and Studebaker stuff. Oh, you're promoting right now. That's, I am. that's shameless, Ryan. I know. I offered discounts last time <laughs> I was on on your tax return preparation uh, if you uh, goodness. give me a good lead. But yeah, Studebaker stuff and old gas station and, stuff. And Ryan helps lead an amazing tax team. He's one of our CPAs. We've got, uh, it's more than just Ryan. We've got a great tax team that helps folks. So uh, glad to have you on. All right. There is about a month and a half left in the year 2017. And as Kevin already said, there are some 
tax strategies that expire at midnight like Cinderella. And we want to point out some of the tax tips that either you need to be aware of before 1231 or before April 15 or whatever. Okay, so we're going to break down our top three tax tips for you that you can employ right now. Ryan, kick us off. All right, I'll kick it off. Mine... Mine's not very fancy. It's kind of boring in the big big picture. It's taxes. Well, it's yeah, all taxes and boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, peanut yeah, butter yeah. and jelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. milk. Taxes so, and boring. But the reason I'm sharing is because something that most Americans are failing to take advantage of, and that is just funding their good old retirement plans. So whether that's a retirement plan through work, so most common ones are 401k, 403b, simple IRA, or just their regular IRA, traditional and Roth. Um, stat that I was reading said two-thirds of Americans don't contribute to a retirement plan that's available through their through their employer. You know, just a quick segue on that. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about, there's been some recent news and some research done on these auto enrollments mm-hmm. in the 401ks. We're going to be talking about it in a couple of weeks. Some of that, you'd think that's good. Mm-hmm. Actually, some of it's not so good, folks. And we're, we're going to talk about it. So Ryan's Pointing to the reason why that's out there and that not a lot of people are saving. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Another another stat was a third of the people, a third of Americans have no retirement savings. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I, it just blows my mind every time I, I read stuff like that. So from a tax standpoint, or without even looking at the tax side, people, you got to start saving for retirement plan. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be here before you know it. Like I mentioned, my kids are already first grade and I've been married, I said, for a bunch of years. Time flies. I'm going to be talking in retirement one of these days before I know it. So, It helps you on your taxes, though. So, so Ryan, Ryan, one of the unique things about Ryan is he's a certified financial planner. Yes. Who's also a CPA. Very unique. So it's very unique, and and it's a huge benefit to the folks that he gets to serve, that we get to serve, because he's talking about things that are helpful on your taxes, but also helpful just in your overall financial life. Right. So that's, that's good. Good nudge. So I, I would like to talk about it. Ryan's talking about funding and funding your retirement plan. For most folks, you're talking about pre-tax dollars there, and so that's helping you pay fewer taxes. If you earned a dollar today and paid federal and state taxes, you might have 70 cents in your pocket to spend. If you leave that dollar on the conveyor belt and it drops into the retirement bucket, you've got a dollar going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So the question is, would I rather have 70 cents in my pocket to spend today? Or would I rather have a dollar in my retirement plan? And you can go to YouTube and look at the marshmallow experiment and get all kinds of ideas about that. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'd like to talk about is the HSA. And lots of folks right now, there's a lot going on with healthcare and the questions about how does it work and what kind of health plan should I have? And I just got a 33% increase, et cetera, et cetera. I wanna talk to you about the HSA. And a lot of times people say, if I say, well, what kind of health plan do you have? They say, well, I have an HSA. Mm-hmm. And I would just, as a point of clarification, I would tell you that what you likely have is a high deductible health plan. That's el- that makes you eligible to contribute to a health savings account. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then the, the health savings account, the HSA, is I can put money in pre-tax and it comes right off the front page of my tax return. If I'm a married uh, couple, I can put in 6750. If I'm 55 plus, I can put in an extra thousand or more. So 
this is where you want to be working very closely with your financial planner. And as we say, make sure they're certified. So work with your certified financial planner on this, but also work with your tax planner. And we'll ask folks, well, who's, who does your tax planning? Well, they don't necessarily have anyone who does tax planning for them. They might have someone who does tax preparation. But I'd say between now and the end of the year, if you haven't met in the last couple months with your tax planner, get that meeting scheduled and look at what is available to you. Because if you can put that money in pre-tax, it comes right off the front page of your tax return. That reduces the amount of income you're paying taxes on. And that could be the difference between whether or not you get the child tax credit or not, whether you get a retirement savers credit or not. That could make a, a meaningful difference in your financial life. And that's where we say, well, work with your planner because they can kind of do a pro forma and give you a sense for what kind of benefit you might have if you put those dollars in. Yeah, absolutely. I Let me piggyback on that, and then I'm going to insert the tax tip number three here really quick, and that is, folks, if you heard both Ryan and Kevin, Ryan said, hey, fund a retirement plan, maybe a Roth. Kevin said, fund your HSA. If you have the ability to do both, you should do both. If you can only do one, can I just throw out a, a fringe idea? Maybe you consider funding the HSA instead of the Roth. Hmm. And, and we've talked about that on this show before. Now, your situation is unique to you, so that's not a final answer, but it's something you might want to consider because you can pull that HSA money out tax-free, just like the Roth in retirement, if it's for medical expenses. But unlike the Roth, you got a tax benefit the day you contributed those dollars. So here's my third tax tip, and that is the opposite of what Kevin and Ryan were talking about, about funding. I'm talking about selling consider harvesting some capital gains. The stock market fairy has delivered a huge gift in 2017, at least so far. You may have a lot of appreciation in some of your stocks, and if you're in the 15% tax bracket, it might make sense to sell something to harvest some gains, because if you're in the 15% tax bracket or lower, those capital gains would be zero. You'd still have to pay state tax, but it'd be zero. So hopefully those tips helped you. Gosh, we could talk all day about that. But my guess is you're also curious, are you going to win? Are you going to lose with the tax Trump plan or the GOP tax plan? So we're going to hit all those details, those fun details, winners and losers, that and a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, and CPA Ryan Fair in the KFG studios. We're so glad to have you with us. We're talking taxes today, folks, but it's exciting, and it's about to get even more exciting because it's getting political. Are you going to win? Are you going to lose with the Trump tax plan? We've got the side-by-side, and this stuff, folks, it's changing, and it's so politicized. Okay, so there's going to be tons of revisions and so on, but we're going to we're going to talk about the side-by-side, whether you might win, whether you might lose, and what it means for your planning here in just a bit. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. And if you've missed anything or have a question, I want to remind you, call, text 574-222-2000. Visit us at wisemoneyradio.com. Check out Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter at Wise Money Radio. All right, let's pick the conversation back up. We we gave you three tax tips to consider before year end. In fact, a couple of those you actually have until April 15 to fund. But the discussion that I left off with about capital gains stirred things up, Kevin. So before we jump into the GOP tax plan, 
let's elaborate a little bit on the capital gain issue. Well, I think it's a big deal because I was just uh, relating to you guys how I had three different clients come in and one had sold mom's house, one had sold a piece of property. Did mom know about it? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Where'd my house go? And then uh, one had sold a, a piece of property that dad had given to them, and w- one had dealt with eminent domain from one of the uh, utility monopolies, mm-hmm. and so they had uh, land that they'd bought many moons ago, but now they got an amount of money for that land, and so the they. All three came in dreading the conversation and almost didn't want to even tell me. But because we do tax planning and we were looking at this and I said, well, listen, in each of these scenarios, it was a married couple. Taxable income wise, you can have 75000 and change of taxable income on the federal side and you're in the 15% tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the 15% tax bracket, your capital gains rate is zero. Yep. And they were all worried about the basis and how am I going to figure out? And and uh, the folks that had sold mom's house came in with the list of all the things, all the expenses related to the house. And, you know, mom and dad had bought the house back in 1950. So, I mean, they were able to come up with about $20,000 uh, worth of expenses all in on the house that they sold for a hundred. Yeah. And so there's sure there's gain. And so, but so when I was able to show them, hey, listen, because of where you are in, in your tax bracket, your capital gains rate is zero. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And folks, you need to be prepared because there still would be state and local taxes, most likely. Correct. Right. But then also, it's a sliding scale, as Ryan would tell you. And so you can you can start tipping that scale by a couple other, uh, um, I don't know, unconscious action. I mean, un- un- unintended actions. And all of a sudden, that scale starts, tip- starts tipping and whammo, you've got taxes to pay. So uh, yep. be careful and do tax planning, folks, yep. especially in those instances, like Kevin said, where you really don't want to admit because you think it's going to be tough. Listen, let's figure that out five months before the taxes are due so you can prepare for it and maybe even plan for it and reduce some of those taxes. Yeah. And, and because our tax code is so simple, <laughs> those capital gains could push some of your social security over mm-hmm. for you to pay taxes on. Yeah. They could push you into a different bracket and you could pay more for Medicare Part B. So there's all kinds of uh, different uh, and t- traps out there that you want to be aware of. That's why you have to do tax planning. Yeah. So you need to meet with Ryan or whoever your Ryan is, you need to call them and sit down with them before the end of the year. And and really, your certified financial planner is the hub of that, folks. They need to be involved in that conversation. We're going to talk about tax mistakes in a little bit. That's one of them I'll tease out. All right. The simplicity of our tax plan is a great segue and an awful joke because we've got the House and the Senate are fighting it out right now about what form of a tax proposal they think they can get passed just to save their bacon. But truthfully, it's going to impact all of us. Are you going to win? Are you going to lose? And then to me, what gets me excited is whatever they come up with, what are the tax planning strategies that now emerge? So Ryan, the uh, from, you know, in who knows 
what happened last night, right? But break down a little bit of some of what the plan entails and the differences and some of the high points. All right, get ready. So, so this is round one. Like Mike said, this is this is version one uh, that they're releasing. First, the uh, the House Ways and Means Committee went ahead and released theirs, and then uh, soon after, the Senate released their version of the tax plan. They have some similarities, lots of differences, and then that's where the negotiating and bribes and <laughs> lobbyists all come into the picture. Oh, yeah, so, lobbyists. That's the that's the Washington well, that's what, DC yeah, that's word for bribe. So, so anyways, let's start with the the house house version. What they passed uh, or proposed with their first first go around. So, currently there's seven different tax brackets, and ranging all over the board from from ten percent up to thirty nine point six. And the house pr- is proposing to simplify that and go down to four tax brackets, mm-hmm. which that by itself is a win in in my book at least for ease of planning. Um, lots of changes with itemized deductions, standard deduct, standard deduction, and exemptions. So with this house plan, um, they are proposing that the standard deduction goes way up. So, and actually the Senate did mirror this in their version when they released it. Uh, so both standard deductions are going basically double what yeah. they are now. So, so the proposed. 2018 standard deduction is going to go up to $24,400. I don't know if for you're keeping score, couple. but I, that's very close to what Trump campaigned on, was mm-hmm. doubling the standard deduction and then getting rid of the exemption, which both plans, both proposals do, right? And the yep. exemption is the coupon that you get just for being you. I think that makes sense to add that to the the standard deduction. But if you've got a lot of kids, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys know, baby number three is on the way, you could start losing. That qualifies here for a lot because you get uh, you get an exemption based on number of heads in your household, right? And yes. if that's going away, yeah, but if you've got a lot of kids, you've got a big family that could. So hurt Congress you. did did. Think of you a little bit in that situation. Oh. So normally, you get a child, or normally meaning currently, mm-hmm. child tax credits a thousand dollars per child that's under age seventeen. That's changing, and it's going up to sixteen hundred dollars per child. So if you qualify, if you qualify, yeah. right? So so that six hundred dollars extra that they're increasing the child tax credit for is basically 15% mm-hmm. or the current exemption times 15% tax bracket is kind of how that's justified. So the higher tax pr- bracket mm-hmm. will not benefit as much, but the lower will basically stay the same. Yeah. So. The, the thing that I think is most important and maybe not to all of you, but I know a lot of listeners to the program here own your own business and the pass-through tax rate that both are proposing, it's a change to what it is right now. And why does that matter? If you own a small business, you know resources are tight. You're trying to deploy those resources in your team and in the capabilities of your team to, to provide uh, for your customers. And the a, a reduction in, those, in, in the tax that you pay on that pass-through would be very meaningful for small businesses and, I believe, our nation as a whole. So, yeah, yeah no argument sure. here. Yep. Basically, what they're doing is capping that business pass-through income. They're they're putting a, a cap on it uh, so that it's not taxed 
all is ordinary income, but part of it is uh, at a lower rate, which is good for good for small business. Um, I want to jump back to the standard deduction, itemized deduction uh, conversation real quick, because there's there's really a lot that comes out of that uh, itemized deduction. Uh, so right now, lots of lots of our clients itemize their deductions. So the the normal itemized deductions, state and local income taxes that you pay, your property taxes on your your houses, mortgage interest on again your your two up to two houses, mm-hmm. um, charitable contributions. Those all fall into the normal uh, itemized deductions, and a lot of that stuff is changing. Um, Medical expenses. The house is proposing that we we get rid of the medical expense deduction. I, I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of debate on these itemized yep. and, and which which ones get cut, which ones get changed. I I do want to hit those highlights. Mm-hmm. So we've got that as well as what tax mistakes we talked about tax tips. We're going to talk about tax mistakes you need to avoid this year as well. So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you concerned about the GOP tax plan and all this shenanigans as Kevin was just talking about over the break? Gosh, we're talking about those details and the winners, the losers, all of that right here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, CPA Ryan Fair in the KFG studios. If you've missed anything so far, catch the catch the show on YouTube. Just Check it out, Wise Money Radio. You can also find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. All the episodes, not only are they on YouTube, but they're all podcasts as well. They're on the website. They're on iTunes, Google Play. You can check it out that way. You can submit a question right there online as well. Also call text 574-222-2000. Hey, just want to say thanks real quick to Bethel College of Dalton Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Okay. Had a very dynamic discussion uh, over break, so catch out the or, or check out the video online. But let's dive into it, Ryan. We left off with you talking about one of the things that's really heavily debated right now are what itemized deductions will stay, which ones will go, which ones will change. Just run through that list real quick. Yeah. So in this in this first round of of uh, legislature that they're proposing, medical expense. Uh, deduction is going away. Get court, rid of it. Get rid of it. That's okay. what the House says. Senate, they came out with theirs and said, no, nope, let's keep it. The Folks, get rid of it isn't heartless. It's, they've, uh, they've changed it enough over the years. It is, it's extremely yeah. hard to take advantage of because it doesn't apply to folks with really high income. And because of your health insurance, it really doesn't apply to most people at all. It, they've, right. they've made it so difficult already. Get rid of it. Yep. Anyway. So, so yeah, that's what the House said. Senate said keep it. Um, state and local income tax deduction. State, yeah, this is this is a big one that gets a lot of debate. Um, basically, the House said get rid of it. Basically, that means your state and local taxes you're paying through your W twos gone. Um, on the deducting those from your federal yeah, return. deducting those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still paying the taxes. Yeah. You're just <laughs> not deducting it uh, from your from your tax return. Mortgage interest is an interesting one. Right now, you can deduct your mortgage interest on your house up to a million dollars of acquisition indebtedness. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can take out a mortgage on up to a million dollars and deduct that interest from your tax returns. Um, the house 
their plan is to reduce that down to 500,000. Mm-hmm. So around here, that doesn't affect a lot of people. Larger cities, higher cost of living uh, environments, obviously that's going to affect a lot of people. Yeah. Um, one other thing related to the mortgage interest is they're proposing to get rid of the tax deduction for home equity interest. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so that was that was in the the House and I believe the Senate also came out and said the same the same thing. Get rid of home equity in debt uh, mortgage interest deduction. So it's, that affects a lot of people. It could be a wave of refinances then. Yeah. Yep. Right. Be, because if you've got a mortgage and a home equity line and one helps you on your taxes and, then, and one doesn't, yep. you'd refinance. So, so the, keep your credit score strong, folks. Keep yep. your debt to income strong. Keep your financial house in order because there might you might be getting a tax benefit now that you won't get tomorrow, and you can change some things if you're if if you are if, if you have good complexion. Let's say. Yeah, but here's the deal: if they if they take the standard deduction and jack it up for most folks. To, it's not going to matter. Right. For most it's, it, it's not going to matter because you likely won't have enough mortgage interest, real estate taxes, um, state income taxes, etc. Get rid of et state cetera. income taxes. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, gosh. Hmm. So, so another another related one: mortgage interest deduction is only going to be allowed on one home. Ah, oh, so that that affects a lot of people that you know have a, a second second home or a cottage or a vacation home, something like that. That's just a personal use property. Right now, you can deduct that mortgage interest on your uh, on your tax return. Sometimes even your RV as well. Which RV, is your boat. Here. Here. You, you can yes, you can deduct the interest on your boat. Yeah. In some situations, <laughs> not all, Kevin. Not your pontoon or fishing boat, bass boat. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a galley and a head. Okay, okay. Property taxes. So those are still going to be deductible, uh, but the the house plan is suggesting that they cap it at ten thousand dollars as the property tax deduction. So again, around here, not not a big deal. Most of our property taxes uh, locally don't approach that level, but. There's clients that we have that have second homes in Florida, Arizona, California, those types of places that do have outrageous property taxes. And uh, so they're going to cap them combined at 10000 hmm. um, Another one that was interesting in the, the house plan, again, I guess this is to simplify their the uh, calculations, but miscellaneous itemized deductions for business expenses are going to be Really? So all of our clients that do, we call it Form 2106 for for unreimbursed business expenses. This is for the employees that have out-of-pocket expenses for for their employer. Common one is salespeople that are driving their own vehicle. Yep. They deduct those miles in this part of itemized deductions. And right now that part is proposed to be uh, eliminated as part of the itemized deductions. Okay, so you use the word simplify. Kevin went on a rant over break. Kevin, I'm going to ignite that fuse again. Uh, so yeah, I I can't even go there. So this is what I'll give you. I'll, here, if you're listening right now and you're wondering how should you be following all of this morass, what I would encourage you to do is th- do it like I do. 
like I like to watch a Notre Dame football game. I have two different approaches to Notre Dame football, and I love Notre Dame football. You're gonna hurt some feelings here with mm. that comparison. No, I'm just it. telling. I'm telling you, if you do it like I do it, you, you'll be a happy person, a happier <laughs> person. So I like to watch the first and part of the second quarter, fall asleep, and wake up. <laughs> with about five minutes left in the game. You watch the last five minutes, and it's as if you've watched the whole game, but you're energized, and now you're ready to go to your honey-do list. <laughs> I now, like that, it. That's one way. Another way to do it, skip the game altogether and get up early Sunday morning and go get the South Bend Tribune, read about the whole game. You can talk intelligently about the game as if you watch the whole game <laughs> if all you do is read the doggone highlights in the South Bend Tribune. And look at the amount of t- you just You just gained four hours. Right. Four hours of fun time. So here's the thing. Do not pay attention to this. It's all noise. It's all noise. You got the B team in the swamp putting together this monstrosity, <laughs> and they're saying, well, it's going to simplify things. Hey, we, you can do your, your taxes on a postcard. Here's Are you postcard. kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're yeah. making it more and more and more complicated. They're, they're taking these levers that manipulate behavior. We still have an issue with 80-some percent of the taxes paid being paid by about 10% of the population. Mm-hmm. So that, that, in my humble opinion is a huge issue. So that that you start touching a different nerve there. I'm just talking about simplicity, folks. Yeah, I've been saying ever since uh, they've they started campaigning on a flat tax rate. I I personally am against adding it to the consumption tax because guess what? Then that would drive consumption down, which might help some people, but it would hurt the economy. Okay, but some sort of flat tax. Well, and and what what is, is not, com- not simple? Yeah, what's not coming out of this is I I'm still waiting for the person to say, "Hey, we need to spend less." Yeah. And every household that's listening to this radio show has come up against this where they said, you know what, we're going to have to spend less money. I'm still waiting to hear that conversation come out of Washington, D.C. Yeah. So. I, you might be waiting a long time. All <laughs> right, Ryan, is there one last item that you've got to hit? Uh, or have you hit everything? You've got hey, a long the list high, there. Uh, something good, AMT's repealed. Thank so there's goodness. there's a simplification. That is. There so alternative minimum tax, which is uh, an awful feeling for those of you that have had to pay it in the past. I love the fact that that'd be going away. And then one other that's kind of a hot spot with the House. They said get rid of the adoption credit. Yep. Senate left it in there, but that's, that's a hot spot that causes yep. a lot of debate for people. Absolutely. Here's the deal, folks. As Kevin just mentioned, you can fall asleep right now turn this off okay well not not the show not the wise money show but the, the, the debate about the taxes okay turn it off and catch the ending and then plan for it folks they're not making it more simple and even if they did there'd still be planning opportunities the point is that whatever they change whatever they adapt you're going to want to be aware how that adaptation influences your tax strategy and your to- tax planning be proactive, whatever they come up with, folks. Make sure your certified financial planner is working with your tax preparer and you guys together. All three of you are doing tax planning. That's how you win. It's not whether the vote goes one way or the other. It, that's how you win. All right, we're going to talk about tax mistakes you need to make sure you avoid. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, special guest CPA Ryan Fair coming to you from the KFG studios. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. We've been talking taxes today, folks, and it's been exciting. We we were just talking about who's winning, who's losing, and it feels like we're all <clears throat> losing with this tax proposal and whatever they come up with here. If you've missed anything, you can catch up on the show in a couple ways. Every show's podcast, so you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. It's also on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. As well as YouTube, we've got the YouTube channel lined up. We've been rolling for most of the third season here is in YouTube. Just check it out at Wise Money Radio. Okay, we started with some tax strategies that you need to employ, consider employing, before the end of the year. We gave an update on the shenanigans in Washington, D.C. on their tax plan. Now, what tax mistakes do you need to make sure you Avoid. Sounds like one of them we already hit is paying too close of attention to the political tax debate and starting to think, well, this for sure is going to happen or that for sure is going to happen. But let's get a little more, bit more real, Ryan. What's a tax mistake people need to watch out for? Yeah, so some of the stuff that I see um, in a lot of these are mistakes in the client's favor when they are oh. when when I see self prepared returns come in. Uh, so I always get a little chuckle out of those and then have to talk to the clients about fixing them. And, and then and they stuff. hate you. Yeah, they hate me. Um, a lot of clients, when I when I see the self-prepared returns, the, the TurboTax, the uh, online free file stuff, um, clients just don't understand a lot of stuff. It's, regarding, it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Yes. And they don't deal, they deal with it once a year where yep. you know we deal with it every day. So uh, it kind of gives me a chuckle, but it's not funny when you're the client on the other end of the table. So um, double deducting a lot of the expenses that are paid through payroll deduction. So I see that a lot where clients will contribute to their HSA through payroll. And then when they get to that line of the tax return that they're working on, they see the line 25 or whatever it is for HSA deductions. And they say, oh yeah, I put, you know, $2,000 in my HSA. I'm going to put it on that line. It's already been deducted on their W-2 through payroll, which means it's already pre-tax. Can I can I point one other? Brad from Mishawaka, he's age forty, reached out with a question and said uh, his employer offers an HSA and they contribute seven hundred and fifty dollars to it. Does that influence how much he gets to contribute? And that's another mistake, Ryan. So can you just touch to that? Speaking of this mistake, if your company, if the employer is contributing to your HSA, that actually counts towards the overall contribution limit. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. The The contribution limits are the max, regardless of how the money gets in there. Yeah. They're the maximum for, for 2017, $3,400 for self-only coverage and $6,750 for family coverage. And if your employer is contributing, that counts towards that. This is different than how 401ks or your 403b match is. That their company match for your retirement plan does not count towards those limit, but the HSA it does. So yeah, that is, I see that mistake often, Ryan, as well, when new clients come in. And that's a great question, Brad. What other mistakes do you see there? Uh, Yes, another the college credits are confusing. And so a lot of people, I see I see clients mess those up pretty frequently. Um, 
Give an example or a warning here. Yeah, so an example would be uh, probably just either miscalculating the credits or, or not using the right credit, whether they... Again, if they're looking at the front page of the tax return where they see tuition and fees deduction, mm. they might just assume, oh, that's where I need to put my college costs in and not even see the credit on the next line, at which the credit is obviously more beneficial. Um, but I've seen that a few times recently. And um, just knowing which uh, expenses do count towards the education credits, I see that problem a lot. Uh, just the confusion of knowing what is and isn't covered by the credit. Yeah. I've seen, just to piggyback on the college issue, I've seen um, mistakes that you don't you don't want to make these folks contributing to their wrong 529 plan mm-hmm. and expecting to get or even listing that you get the credit. If you live in Indiana and pay Indiana state tax, you've got to use the Indiana College Choice 529 plan in order to get that tax credit. The other is each 529 has one owner has a successor owner and then one beneficiary, which is the student. If you're pulling money out of that for college, it's got to be for the student listed on that plan. If you've got two kids or three, uh, like, um, then, and you've got a couple in college, you've got to take the money out of the right child's plan and use it for that child. Otherwise, it's a non-qualified distribution penalized and taxed. Yep. And Indiana does check that. Uh, that, that 529 credit as well. So don't think that you can try to sneak one past the Department of Revenue. You'll you'll get a letter in the mail sooner or later because they do coordinate with the College Choice 529 and match up account numbers and contribution amounts. And Be watchful for financial advisors, so-called, who are selling products because I see and hear a lot of advertisements for this type of 529 plan. It's got these features and so on. Folks, you want the one that gives you the state tax credit. There is no feature that's going to be better than that. And so don't be convinced from some advertisers or other folks that a different 529 plan might be the best idea. No, your state, quote unquote, endorses one, uses one. That's the only one you get the tax credit on. And the nice thing is in Indiana, it's, it's it's a good plan. If you're in Michigan, it's a good plan. That's a deduction. Yep. But, um, yeah, make sure if you live in that state and pay taxes in that state, you're using that state's 529 plan. My biggest mistake that I see folks make is not being proactive and therefore not being aware that their adjusted gross income all of a sudden just went up just a little bit and now they've entered something called a phase out for whatever it is we're talking about we're talking about college the phase out for some of the college credits all of a sudden you get a bonus and that feels great it's a $5000 bonus and all of a sudden that moves your adjusted gross income from 160 or 159 up to 164 and all of a sudden some of those tax goodies that you got because your child was in college start going away or the child Child tax tax credit credit. start going away. These are things, folks, you need to be proactive on and that, if your financial house is in order, you then, you can get upset at the government that they put this phase out in there or you can look and say, all right, what can I do to make sure it's still there and still make as much money as possible? Save more to your 401k. Use your HSA. Use a flexible spending account. You got some levers there that you can pull to make sure you 
stay below that phase out as long as possible. That's the biggest mistake I see. I mean, thinking of a phase out, I, I just met with a guy and he's commission. So he basically eats what he kills. And this year has been a good year, but he's been working with uh, an investment salesperson, which is different than a financial planner, mm-hmm. certainly a certified financial planner. His investment salesperson has him doing some of the right things, saving monthly into a Roth IRA, which is great, except his income this year exceeds the limit. And he didn't realize there was a limit. So yeah. he's put money once a month into a Roth IRA that he's uh, he's not able to do. So he's going to be at tax time. If he catches it, he's going to be backing it out. And if he doesn't catch it then, like Ryan was talking about, the dreaded letter that you get after you send in the first offer to the IRS (laughs) and the Indiana Department of Revenue and they come back with a counter offer, it's just, it's no fun. And no one, uh, no one feels happy about that. The mistake that I was looking at though, uh, thanks for asking, Mike, is the, you said not being proactive and that's exactly it. And that has to do with your estimated tax Mm. uh, um, payments because it it was, it used to be in 2007, there was about seven and a half million people that were penalized for underpayment. In 2016, it's up to 10 million. So there certainly are teeth in this deal. And about 80% of US taxpayers pay taxes through payroll. Mm -hmm. But there's a about 20% of non-wage earners have to estimate because the government wants the money to come in as you've earned it or as you've received it. And if that's not happening, you can end up with a pretty gnarly uh, underpayment penalty. If it's not happening and if you're not doing it right, there's some specific rules with that. So there again, making sure that your certified financial planner is working with your tax preparer and you to develop a good plan to stay on top of your taxes, folks. So, Ryan, thank you for being with us. Ryan is a regular contributor to the Wise Money Show, so that won't be the last time you hear him. On behalf of Ryan Fair, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend, folks. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.